You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. Greetings, everyone. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily, episode 1454. Have you ever wondered why a Coggins test isn't called an EIA test? Have you ever been curious about why this oddly monikered test is done every single year? Well, in this excerpt from the driving radio show, Dr. Wendy Ying and her co-host Glenn sit down with Dr. Oscar Fletcher from North Carolina State University and ask all the questions and more. Well, I'm so excited. We have Oscar Fletcher, who is the Dean of NCSU College of Veterinary Medicine from 1992 to 2004. So that made him my Dean way back in the 90s. Um, And in addition to him being a veterinarian, he's also a PhD. He's done extensive research in pathology and poultry diseases and was a wonderful teacher and mentor. Uh, During his time at NCSU, he had the chance to work with Dr. Coggins, who was the head of the first pathology department at NCSU College of Veterinary Medicine. And Dean Fletcher is kind enough to join us today to talk all about the history of the Coggins test and remembering Dr. Coggins. Well, Dean Fletcher, welcome to the Driving Radio Show. I'm so happy you could join us. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Good Good to hear from you again. I know it's been a long time since we've seen each other, but I'm so happy that you could come and be on the Chinese veterinary medicine segment of our driving radio show. And today um, I thought of a kind of interesting spin on the Coggins test. We as horse owners know we always have to get a Coggins test every year, but I don't think people really understand why. And um, the reason I asked you to join us is because there actually was a real Dr. Coggins that invented the test, and you knew him personally, right? That's right. Leroy Coggins was a veterinarian, uh, graduated from Oklahoma State University, served in the military, and, and did a lot of work in Africa and Kenya. And that's where he perfected techniques that led him to uh, the discovery of how to diagnose uh, equine infectious anemia. He did that at Cornell. And later uh, in his career, he came to NC State. He was the first department head in the Department of Microbiology, Pathology, and Parasitology. Uh, so we had four departments at the time, and he was uh, he was the founding head of that department. So uh, very well-known, uh, of course, because of the Coggins test, but well-known uh, you know, among uh, veterinarians involved in education simply because of his um, involvement uh, both at Cornell and uh, in administration at NC State. Right. And so before he did his test, the only way we could tell if a horse was positive for equine infectious anemia is we'd have to take that blood from the sus- suspect horse and and inject it into a another horse and see if that horse came down with the disease. So that's not yeah. a fun way to go. <laughs> no, and it's time consuming. And so the test Dr. Coggins developed, you you take a blood sample and then within a matter of um, a, a couple of days, 
you can get back a result as to whether or not the horse is infected. And, of course, that's important because you don't want infected horses uh, in contact with non-infected horses because that's a, a source of infection and, and that it could spread by mosquitoes and biting flies and, and things like that. And uh, so it was, was it, it's important to detect a horse that's infected. Uh, so the mm-hmm. Coggins test provided an, an effective, uh, efficient means of doing that, especially compared to the method you just described. Yeah. And, you know, with such a, uh, that disease is, has such like general symptoms. It could be so many different things, um, but it's such a, it can spread so quickly. You know, if one milliliter of blood from an acutely infected horse has enough virus to infect a million horses. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a, it's like, a, it's like botulism. We think we don't think of it as such a dangerous thing, but just a little bit of it can infect so many animals or people. Um, and I think too, it's really interesting that back in, he, he invented this test in the seventies, right? Yeah, I think he invented it, might have been 1970, and by yeah. early 70s, 72, 73, it had been approved for use by the USDA and and became, you know, widely used. And, and, you know, I haven't gone back and looked at the figures in terms of what has happened to the cases of equine infectious anemia, but uh, you, you, you just don't hear of it very of it happening very much i mean i don't think our veterinary students today or maybe many veterinarians have ever seen a case well yeah that's what's so interesting about it is that people are like well why do i need to get this cognizance test every year but um i did a little research before this interview and i in florida where you know uh, this is spread by biting flies. So Florida, we have like so many flies that all year round. We're like a hotbed. So in 1970, the prevalence of equine infectious anemia was 12%. But by 2000, by the year 2000, it had dropped to 0.016%. And we had zero cases in 2017. So that yeah, tells you how effective that is. Yeah, that's quite amazing. Now, I, let me tell you just a little bit about Dr. Coggins himself, because if you met him, you would never know that he was famous for inventing this test. So he was just a really nice guy, uh, very modest, uh, unassuming. Uh, you, you just would, would never uh, picture that this is the guy that actually invented the Coggins test. Uh, he was um, a very um, professional in all of the dealings I had with him, of course, and 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 I think fa- he really got faculty to respond. I think people just didn't want to disappoint him, mm-hmm. so he, he was he was uh, quite remarkable in that regard. I don't, I never heard of anybody say anything negative about him, but he was just a a, a really wonderful person. I think he he had a fairly large family, four or five kids, I think, and. Quite amazing, uh, you know, when he died several years ago, and, and the tributes that were made at his funeral were really quite impressive. So, so he he's one of those famous veterinarians that really accomplished something uh, unique and really a tremendous benefit to the equine uh, industry. I'm, I I don't think we can say enough about the importance of of the test in the in the sense of of it keeps 
uh, infected animals uh, from contact with uninfected animals. And and I know, you know, I'm not a horse person, mm-hmm. uh, but um, I, my father certainly was the was a horseman in our family. But I know enough about the herd animals, and I know enough about the fact that horse people come together for a variety of events. And you've got you're bringing horses together from a number of different sources. And right. so the importance of having that negative test is, is that we can we can just about prevent the occurrence of a disease. And that's reflected in the figures that you just gave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, you, we as horse owners sometimes think like I know my clients sometimes say to me, well, this horse never leaves the farm. So this one doesn't need a Coggins test. And I'm like, well, do the others leave the farm? Do you trail ride? Do you live in an area where horses, like like Glenn and I both live in equine communities where I only live on five acres. So basically I'm in an open herd with every other horse in my neighborhood. Yeah. So, so there's a chance that I, if one horse in my neighborhood had equine infectious anemia and a fly bites that horse and then I'm riding by on the road or the trail and and that fly bites my horse, I have a, I'm at risk. Yeah, we, we have, the, the, the equine industry is really interesting because it's so diverse depending on the, on the type of horse you have mm-hmm. and the type of activities you have. The veterinary college has a facility over in Southern Pines, and there, there's a lot of horses in that area. Uh-huh, yeah. There's about a, there's a, Adjacent to our facility is about a thousand acres of land that's used for trail riding and fox hunting. Mm-hmm. And people bring horses from all over, and you'll see trailers parked along the highway there. And, and so the opportunity for one infected horse to infect others is really is really great. And the Coggins test right. has, done, has done a really great job of eliminating that. And it couldn't have been a nicer guy that invented it. Uh, you know, he was never arrogant or boastful about it at all. It was just very matter of fact about the kinds of things and kinds of work that he did. Interestingly enough, he he uh, he went to uh, under, he did his undergraduate work at NC State. And oh, he did? I didn't know that. Yeah, he is. He has a bachelor's degree in dairy science from from NC State. Mm-hmm. And he went to Oklahoma State to veterinary school under the under the U, uh, uh, the uh, Southern Regional Education Board contract arrangements. A lot of uh, NC State uh, residents went to the University of Georgia, where I graduated, and mm-hmm. some went to to Oklahoma State, and that's where uh, Leroy went. So uh, he's got a, a strong North Carolina connection, both before he became a veterinarian and after he uh, uh, became famous for developing the Coggins test. Right. You know what else I think is really fascinating is, uh, I mean, you think back to that time, 1970. I mean, we we... Nowadays, molecular biology and tests like this, the ELISA, AGID, that's like, that's part of our normal understanding of things. But back in 1970, that must have been so cutting edge for him to develop something like that. Yeah, and I think if I remember right, it, 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 the original test was an auger gel diffusion test. And so he was measuring antibodies in horse blood to the viral antigen. Mm-hmm. And, and that uh, you 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 could you could have a little plate with little holes in it, and you'd have a positive and negative control in there, and then a test a group of test animals in there, and you could tell 
you know, in a fairly short period of time, whether or not uh, the horse was positive. So it was a fairly simple, but uh, a very uh, excellent and efficient way of uh, making this diagnosis very important. Yeah, I mean, it just really, at the time, it was cutting edge, and it's great that we're still using this technology today. So, Dr. Fletcher, thank you so much for coming on and wait a minute, sharing wait a minute, your wait memories. A wait a what? minute, wait a minute. What? What? Dr. Fletcher, were you not, in fact, her dean? I meant dean, nope. yes, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, can you tell us any, you know, she was probably in trouble all the time, wasn't she? Because she's so bad. No, I'm no, not. You know, I don't remember any... Um, anything um uh, bad about wendy i i think uh she was a really good student and uh, look how she's turned out huh? that does not make good radio i'm telling you it just doesn't make good radio i was expecting all these stories i was so excited to have you on okay, to hear okay. all these stories i have one story okay. i have one story right. dean fletcher i hope you don't remember this story but um I was, uh, we, we have the Florida state fair across the street every year, um, in Raleigh. And on Thursday before the fair starts, all the food trucks come and like, you know, all the stuff gets set up. So my best friend, uh, from vet school and I, we skipped out of nutrition class and went over to the fair and we had all these stickers. We had lemonade and all this food (laughs) and we thought, okay, We'll sneak in the front door because nobody will be coming in the front door. But if we sneak in the hospital way, they'll know that we were skipping class. So who is walking in the front door when we're coming back from the fair? But Dean Fletcher totally busted us. <laughs> at least, at least you were you were you were uh, engaged in nutrition at the time. Oh, so. see, that's a good that's a good point. <laughs> Exactly. I think you said something like that. You said, you said, girls, I'm proud of you that you're doing research about the fair. Now, if, if you consider funnel cakes nutrition, I mean, then we have to look at that. Yeah. Well, had a, a lot of other fried stuff. Like, you know, um, uh, what you didn't know is he was coming back from there, too. That's what you didn't know. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> we love Wendy. We just like to pick on her. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So, so Wendy, I'm I'm glad to um, to know that you're um, still actively engaged in this profession and doing such a good job. I, I appreciate this opportunity to to uh, visit with you and talk about Dr. Coggins and the Coggins test. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us. And that about wraps it up. Horse Radio Network has thousands of engaging podcasts for horse people, and you can have them sent right to your phone. You can download the free Horse Radio Network app for your iPhone or your Android, or you can subscribe to all the Horse Radio Network shows via your favorite podcast player. This is Coach Jen, and I will be back again soon with another tip. Until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements made by guests on the Horse Tip Daily. Please use your own judgment when listening to the tips on this show.